I got my sleep, so we can start this. We can? I think. I mean... Now that you have your iPad? A podcast is not legitimate until I have my iPad. You know what makes this podcast super legitimate? Sponsors? No. <laughs> that we're doing it in a closet. That makes it pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty cool. Maybe if we had some sponsors, we could get out Maybe of the closet. Maybe if we had some sponsors, we could get out of the closet and, and upgrade to yeah. a room. It would be cool. It would be cool. You can sponsor this show. Head over to weeklydownload.com and click on sponsorships, and then you get the lounge download over there. Um, we're really excited to announce today that we are on iTunes. It's a big deal. I was really excited when I saw the tweet. I was like, yeah. So if you search weekly download and then click see all and then click the D, we're right there. You can help us get to the new and noteworthy section. Just click on the link and click on that five stars. Don't click the one or the four stars. You got to click the five stars. That's when we get to the front page. So So do your duty. And that's just because you love us. So this week's... Or I guess this show is number three. And on this show, the top download for pretty much the whole show is Lion. So you got to you gotta do a roar or something. Roar. Oh, oh, pretty sexy. Right. But uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe the mic didn't catch that one. You might want to try that I again. mean, I, I do a really good pterodactyl. Can I just do that? And... Uh, if this were 10.12. <laughs> Holy. I know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We should talk about Lion. Wow. Okay. So, Lion, um, what do you like? What do I like? Well, I really enjoy Mission Control. Really? Yeah. I, I know you were fiddling with my computer before we started this podcast, and you were like, what the heck? I Did- pretty much don't get it. Yeah. I want to control arrow to my spaces. I, What's with Mission you gotta Control? you got to forget about spaces. I, I think that spaces is something I never used, and Mission Control I'm already like in love with. You can, you can take your apps into full screen, and then you just go from desktop to desktop with a with a four-finger swipe. It's just a matter of thinking away from the keyboard and thinking more towards the gestures, I think. And is that something adoptable? Uh, I, I think it is. I mean, being someone who's really set in my ways about certain things, I found that it took me a good month or two, and me reverting back to 10.6, I think, three different times. And then I was finally like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. And after about a month, I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. So how do you turn on Mission Control? Uh, by default, Mission Control is already on. I don't even think you can turn it off. I I think there's just, something in the system preferences. It's just like Expose, basically. I mean, it replaced Expose. So I can't go back to the old Expose? Not that I know of. There's no way to do that? I mean, we could browse system preferences and right here in front of, for the listeners. Yeah, let's see. System preferences, Mission Control... Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, wow. They totally got rid of the menus and everything. So you've been playing with this for about how long? Yeah, a couple of months, since developer preview one. And now you really like it. Yeah, I like I said, there were a few times where I was like, I can't handle this, I don't like it, I missed 10.6, I'm not going to upgrade, and then I was like, you know what? And de- I almost skipped all of developer preview two. In developer preview three, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it another shot. And it wasn't even necessarily the build quality, because I mean, no going, you know going into it, it's a beta it's going to have problems like that. It was it was all the like operation itself that I didn't like. Now, there's a good percentage of people who are new users to Mac, and that's one of the big things about iOS because everyone loves the iPad. They decided to kind of layer iPad features onto their OS. So, how are new users going to adopt to this OS? 
I think someone coming strictly from an iPad who's probably never used OS X or rarely ever even seen OS X won't have that many problems. Uh, one thing that I have complained about is the the scrolling. Uh, in the past, you could use two fingers, you do a downward scroll, it scrolls downward. Uh, now, it's more like the iPad, where if you move your finger down, it's going to go up. It's the reversible scrolling, or whatever they call it. I hated that feature. Thank God they've put something in there where you can turn it off. So I've, I've had it off the whole time, and maybe someday I'll turn it back on, but I think that that was a deal breaker for me at first. I didn't know you could turn it off, so I kept removing Lion from my computer because I couldn't handle it. So that's one of those things that if you're a new user, you probably won't. Know. Oh, yeah, definitely. You'll new just users get will be fine. Acclimated. But what's something that a new user really needs to know? Like, um, in order to understand whether they need this or not? I would say that a new user is going to need to know. Uh, explain need to know. Well, let me clarify. If, if someone is going to the Mac Apple Store for the first time, and they are a Windows 7 user, and they've heard so much about the Mac, and they want to get this new computer, and it has Lion on it. So what's something that this person is going to get annoyed with that is Lion-specific? Not knowing when their apps are actually turned off and when they're not. Okay. Especially on the mobile platform, I think. So any previous Mac user will know that there's those little glowing orbs at the bottom that sort of say when's a pro when a program's on and when it's not. Previous PC users don't even, I mean, when they hit the little red button or the little red dot at the top, the program's gone, that's it. I mean, that's something we've had the argument about Mac and PC for a long time. However, with Lion, they've turned the orbs off at the bottom to signify whether or not the, the app is running. Now, you'll notice on my computer, Tarun will, because he's standing here. Because I can see. Yeah, because he can see. My little orbs are still there. There's a feature to turn that back on, but by default, those are turned off. Apple's thoughts there were to turn it off so that users don't have to worry about whether something's running or not. To me, I want to know what's running on my computer because battery life's important to me, and I'm often, I'm often running pro apps and things like that. This hands-off approach is a little annoying. You know, it's a little disturbing for me who I need complete control. Exactly. For the pro user or anyone who like is a heavy user, I feel like hands-off is not the way to, to move things. So, but, okay, this is interesting. When I think about it on my iPhone... I actually don't turn applications off anymore. I don't bother to double tap and close things. Do you do that? I don't do that on the iPad or the iPhone, no. On either, probably. No, on either. I only do that when I need to do a troubleshooting sort of thing and restart the app. But other than that, I do actually end up keeping them on. But in an, on an iPhone, the system resources are so little that I can get away with running 60 apps in the pseudo task which switching that you have on an iPhone and an iPad but on the Mac there it actually does matter cuz these apps are running in the background exactly you have true multitasking on a on the OS X platform it's it's constantly running in the background iOS is a totally different beast but so can they get away with that um what have they what has what does lion have in it that allows them to get away with running multiple apps at the same time my understanding of it is and i mean because it's still a developer preview and because we haven't gotten to the full portion yet, there's a way to turn it, like, developers can make use of APIs that will put it into resume, or you can stop and start it based on hitting the little exit or little, little red dot at the top. Okay, and so are some Mac applications ready to use that API already? Uh, as far as I know, no, but I don't know that for sure. Um, again, I've... Uh, because of the way that I've done it, I'm in the habit of turning them off, turning them back on. Well, if you look at, okay, for Safari, for example, if you close it and you open it, are all your pages there? 
when you come back on it? And do they even ask you? Uh, they're not there if I actually like exit it out. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's still doing it the same way that it was, though. Well, so we talked about what you like. What do you not like? Uh, certainly what I mentioned there a second ago with the little orbs at the bottom, I feel like even to the end user who doesn't care much about what's going on in a hands-off approach, I don't think that's safe to say that you could have like 15 different programs running and you have no idea they're running. But um, that's something that you can turn off and on. So what's something that is, you know, maybe something a terminal user would need to know? Uh, I, I would say that, well, Launchpad is something that drives me crazy that you can't turn on or turn off. Okay, so talk about Launchpad. Okay, so Launchpad is essentially, for those who don't know, you use a four-finger gesture or, use a, or you use a mouse click or some kind of, like, button, and it, it pulls up something that looks just like the iOS platform. So you've got rows of apps, you can put folders in there. It just seems useless to me. Like, there's, there's no real purpose since you have an apps folder in the Finder or you have the dock at the bottom. Now, is the apps folder in the Finder like the apps folder in every other Finder previous oh, where yeah. it's just all the apps yep, right there? Yep, just all the apps. And then okay. Launchpad makes it a little more organized in the sense that you've it looks like an iOS desktop because your desktop's completely gone and it's just rows of apps and folders and things like that. Now, I think that you look at Launchpad and there doesn't seem to be... I mean, when you why is Launchpad a thing that would need to be useful in a tablet? Is because you can click with your finger and visually pick the application out of space. But on a computer, you have the option of searching with Spotlight on a in a quick way. You can have full control of where applications are, and more importantly, you you have a dock that's always visible. Exactly. To me. Basic novice users will continue to use the dock or will just find it quickly in the finder because they're not going to realize what Launchpad does or it's going to take, it's going to be cumbersome to launch Launchpad and then find the apps. Pro users like myself and you will use, well, I'll probably continue to use the Spotlight because I find it to be the fastest way to do anything and you'll continue to use the app you talked about last time. Alfred. Yeah, Alfred, because it was faster than Spotlight. <laughs> Alfred's not only faster, it indexes better and it has a bunch of nice features in there. Slash plug. But I actually have a couple of people who come up to me after hearing the first podcast and said, I downloaded Alfred and thought it was the greatest thing ever. So I'm glad people are looking into the stuff that I actually talk about here. But uh, in general, Spotlight's just as good. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, for the general user, Spotlight out of the box is far more superior than using Run on Windows, for example. Oh, absolutely. The search on Windows. So you've got... An OS that seems more of a evolution than a revolution, just like when 10.6 came out, which is interesting because they, you would think that every other release is an evolution, is like a revolution, right? You would think so. That's what they were. I think that's what they were claiming with this version of, you know, Mac OS 10. But I just think that it's a bunch of features laid on what is already a fantastic operating system. I, I would definitely agree with that. I, I, there was one feature that I excluded to mention in my things that I love that, to be honest with you, from day one was the only feature that I was like, wow, this seals the deal on why I love this OS. Okay. Uh, that was the autosave, like, resume feature. Mm. I turn my Mac off all the time now. I restart it all the time. And boom, everything is right back up to where it was. Everything. Every Well... There's been some issues with Google Chrome because it's not built entirely for OS X Lion yet. 
but Safari, all my tabs will come back up. Chrome, I'm still having issues with because Chrome hasn't, you know, used the APIs to develop. Tabular. What about Office? Uh, my Office things are coming back. It seems to be right. Every time, there's one issue where I've already, like, I continue to close the thing, something with Office. Whenever I restart my computer, that document pops right back up. So I'm not really sure why it's doing that, but I'd rather have documents that I closed pop back up than lose documents. Okay. So I'm that's surprising to me. I didn't know that Microsoft Office was on pace with OS X Lion. I'm not sure how it's doing it because I don't think it's like auto saving it necessarily, like with the Lion API. Because I mean, it's there's an auto save built into it. I think it's just pulling its old auto save and just popping it right back up. It's not using the resume like you'd find. There's a feature called Resume that Pages uses at the moment, and it automatically indexes every document, every change. So then you can pull it back up. Okay. Yeah. So tricky stuff. I mean, I think that we're going to see more and more programs using the resume feature and really getting on board. But so far, I'm, I'm pretty impressed by what's there. Now, people have said to me that iCal looks really bad. Like, the, the whole physical sort of motif that they're going for here doesn't work. Uh, I, I could see why users would say that. It's very iPad-esque. Um, it I, just seems cartoonish compared to everything else. Yeah, I mean, if you throw it into full screen mode, it looks a little bit cleaner, I think. I mean, I found that I want to run all of my apps in full screen mode at this point. Like, yeah, I noticed that you do do that. Yeah. How are you swiping from... You the... use four fingers and go over, uh, and then you get it, yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. And I can still quit using yeah. the, the function. and it okay. just pops you right back over there. Interesting. Well, I mean, I kind of like it. I, I like it when I learn about it, but... That's not something so intuitive. So when you first start Lion, are you greeted with sort of a video that allows you to jump from place to place that tells you here's the gesture to do that? Or uh, you have there's to an initial it? video that pops up that says learn about the gestures and it shows you every single gesture that you've got. It doesn't really, there's no welcome video. At least I didn't see one when I put my the GM build on there yet. Uh, but there is like a, a vi videos for the gestures, but there's no like welcome, bienvenido, like all the different okay. languages and little sound. Thing. They just put that in the iPhone and iPad version, right? Yeah, right. GM3, yeah. so, or beta 3, that is. So, okay, but I kind of want to take a step and kind of look a little bit forward. So you've got 10.7 here with some great some great features some features that may turn people off or they may just not use they'll revert back to their old ways now some things you have to stick with like mission control is mission control you're going to be doing that whether you like it or not and you'll get used to it i think so when you look at what windows 8 is becoming and what the android platform is becoming what are some things that you feel are advantages on the other platforms versus this or are there any um, I haven't seen a whole lot of what's going on with Windows 8 yet. I mean, I know that there's some deep integration they're working with. That's I read the article, and we've recently posted an article about how they're trying to pull everything together. Right. Um, with Google, I'm pretty impressed by the Chromium OS, even though it's so basic, and that's why they're able to get away with it. If you sign in to your Google account, everything that you've ever had on one of your Chrome laptop, like a Chromium laptop, it looks identical to what it did before. I know you can do that with OS X, but there's a long transfer rate. There's long, you know, you've got to have a cable plugged in. And again, I think that's the very nature of the fact that Chromium is so stripped down compared to OS X. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that... Okay, so explain to me the... Explain to me the usage of the Mac App Store 
you obviously never got to get a chance to do that. But for the lay user who's got 10.6 already, when they move to 10.7, they're going to use the Mac App Store supposedly to upgrade. Right. And uh, I, I assume that'll be preempted with some sort of announcement and maybe an email from Apple. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be the typical email. And then you just double-click, install it, and then restart, and you're good to go. Uh, that that's my understanding of how it's going to work. So that in a in a in a user's in a sense of someone who knows a little bit about software, it sounds more like a patch than an operating system. It sounds like a service pack. Exactly. I and mean, is that, like, kind of crippling? Does that sound... It, I've thought about this a little bit. To me, and to, like, pro users and people who are really into this kind of thing, it takes away a little bit of the fun of it, I think. Like, I like putting the CD in, and I like... I'm like, oh, restarting an operating system, things like that. Whereas, with this, it's exactly what you said. It feels more like a patch. So, it, it, it's sort of bothersome to me to think that that's how we're going to do it. When you look at Lion, you were talking about some kernel panics on the last episode. So what brings those about? A kernel panic, for those of you who don't know, is basically when the operating system's core functionality breaks down due to some address error or something wasn't communicating properly and the computer just freezes. And then it becomes unresponsive. And that typically happens when you run a program that wasn't quite prepared for some of the new features that perhaps are with Lion or perhaps there was just a memory translation error or something along those lines that is not something that the normal user would expect. And that's obviously annoying and cumbersome. So when you look at Microsoft, the biggest problems are blue screens. So when you get the equivalent of a blue screen on Lion, when does that happen? Um, in the GM build, I've had it happen a few times. Mostly it's been when I'm Bluetooth tethering. I'm not sure if that's something with iOS or if it's something with Lion, but I'm almost certain it's something with Lion because on iOS, it worked just fine in 10.6. Now, when we say the GM seed, we literally mean that this is the supposedly the seed that'll get... Um, pushed out to the end user. Onto the Mac App Store. I was going to say baked on CDs, but they're not doing CDs. <laughs> so, pushed onto the Mac App Store, you have a potential build that's still sloppy. Is it sloppy? Is that a term to use, or is that too harsh? Oh, I think it's probably too harsh at this point. I mean, some real like people scrutinists will say, eh, it's still pretty sloppy. But to me, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, like I said, Bluetooth tethering is an issue. They may patch it the next day. Like, there might be a, a quick dot update, like, within a few days. I know Apple's been known to do that a few times. Are there any bugs? Uh, I haven't gotten any terrible bugs i i check the uh, activity monitor regularly safari is still using a lot of memory every time that i open it and i start running things on it i've got eight gigs of memory in my computer so it's a little more than probably the average user has so it's not been a huge deal but i'm wondering how this is going to run at two gigs at two gigabytes or four gigabytes i don't remember exactly what apple recommends for the for the gigabytes i imagine it's four that they recommend running for this and that's interesting because the MacBook Airs are still running at two gigs, but they're rumored to refresh at four. That that would probably make sense. I'm just sort of gonna maybe hunt around and see if I can find anything about recommended settings on their website really fast. So when you think about the future of OS ten and how it seems to be moving in this iOSification is the term that I see on the blogs and on the internet. And uh, a great discussion came up by uh, John Gruber about 
how it's it seems that the next step would be to just kill the finder perhaps get rid of the finder and make it so you totally have an os experience by searching or the launch pad and this isn't something unfamiliar to ipad users no not at all so is this a direction that's viable when you look at this OS? Because you don't really use the Launchpad, and you do use Spotlight, but you still have the dock. Yeah, and I, if you if users could see my dock right now, there's a lot of stuff down there. I mean, there's like 30 apps I can see. Yeah. And uh, you've got the classic recent items and stuff, too, that's not on the iPad. So you've got the Finder, which has your one-stop shop for everything that you could want in your operating system not just applications but your documents your music anything but people are people are drifting to apps these days certainly to me maybe it's because i'm sort of set in my ways it worries me that i see things where they're trying to get rid of the finder or they're moving the users away from from the finder i i I could very easily see in the next couple of OSs where the finder becomes less and less prevalent in, in the OS. That, that, does that shock you? Does that kind of uh, Looking at this operating you? system, it doesn't shock me, but it's definitely annoying to me because, I, like I said, I use the finder all the time. I like knowing where all of my things are. I like being able to manage my documents the way that I want to manage them. I, I certainly see their point in the, that they want the end user to not have to worry about it. But, can you, imagine, but can you imagine a Windows user? who is used to Windows, is used to folders. That is well, I the... think it will be a, a very difficult transition for them. I think it will block transitions. And yet, everyone loves the iPad. But they're, they're two entirely different beasts, I mean. Computers, to me, were meant to be productivity machines. iPads were meant to be consumption machines. And I, I believe that Steve even said that in the keynote for the iPad originally. This was well, a consumption device. Steve had said that if you're going to build a tablet, it needs to be better at these certain things. Better than a iPhone and better than their Mac. Better than a tablet. I mean, better than a, Mac, a PC and better than a smartphone. So you look at the iPad and you look at browsing and you've got the full screen touch intimate sort of experience and you've got apps that are a quality built nowadays because of the curation of the store and you look at on contrast you look at this operating system which has a curated store now a great experience with multi-touch and that's what they're hoping for but you're still missing some of the consumption you know techniques that the ipad has and techniques isn't the right word, but you know features. There's some cons there's some consumption features that you just can't get with a traditional point and click device. I think that's the problem. That it's a traditional point and click device. I mean, I'm finding myself attempting to use my iPad as a productivity device more and more, and it works to some extent. But not having the ability to move my folders the way I want to move them is still an issue. And I'll admit on this podcast that I jailbreak my iPad. Half the reason for that. Is so that I have more room to use folders, I can get into the terminal, I can move things around, and I under certainly understand why Apple doesn't want people to be able to do that, but it makes the iPad so much better in my mind. That you can't have so much control. Yeah. So, when you look at the, the dichotomy that we've apparently described, you have the iPad, which is a consumption device, which is trying to become productive, and you've got the Mac OS 
10.7 Lion, which is trying to become more consumption-oriented, do you expect that they'll meet in the middle, or will they move towards more consumption or towards more productivity? I, I think that they're going to try to meet them in the middle, but I think that that's going to take a little bit away from both experiences. I personally believe that they may meet in the middle, but I still think that there will be a distinction found. I still think you will know whether you can consume or produce, depending on which device you have. And I think the ultimate indicator of this is the keyboard. With, I, I, yeah. the, with the physical persistent keyboard that you have on a laptop, you automatically have more features, more usability than on a tablet. Not necessarily more, but different. It's certainly different, yeah. I mean, I've typed a couple of 1,500 to 2,000 word papers on my iPad, and it's it's a struggle. It's not quite as fun or easy as it is to as it is on a regular desktop with a traditional keyboard. Well, I have tried, as a student here, I have tried to use an iPad for about a year or so, and my because of the way I type, I type pretty strongly, and I would end up, my fingers would just get, you know, a little bit annoying, like sure. pain, because of tapping that screen. And in general, formatting was a big problem. It wasn't as easy to do so, because there, the persistent formatting bar is no, no longer there, like it is on a... On a know, traditional keyboard. Uh, well, on a traditional computer. Yeah. So you're definitely missing out when you're using a tablet when it comes to production. But maybe there will be innovations in that space that we have yet to see. I think that iOS 5 helps a little bit, but I mean, we're still missing that keyboard and things like that. So so it's interesting to see what's going to happen there. So you're a fan? Uh, initially, I was not, but yeah. At the end of the day, I think this is a good operating system. I think it's I think it's a worthwhile operating system. There are features that I will probably never use. I shouldn't say never because maybe I'll come around, but but we'll we'll see. I, I think that the end user will enjoy this this experience. So next week is supposedly the release. It's on the rumor mill. There's plenty of talks as to whether or not it didn't come out, you know, today instead. And I think the bottom line with that is that they're probably still working on the logistics of releasing things on the Mac App Store and this whole MacBook Air release maybe has something to do with it. But if the GM seat is pretty, you know, solid, then we're looking at great things to come. Yeah, I think that everyone will be pretty pleased. So this show was weekly download number three, mainly discussing Lion. Um, if you would like to spot, if you'd like to sponsor the show, we'd love to have you. Visit the website, weeklydownload.com, and click on Sponsorships for more information. We're on the usual social networks, Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, Weekly D, and Facebook, you can search for us. And as we said at the beginning of the show, we are on iTunes. If you search Weekly Download, we're in there somewhere. You have to dig a little bit. But uh, the, link ha- the link, ha- yeah, that can change with your help. So please subscribe and we've added rss links to our website now as well so you can add that to your favorite reader and uh hope to hear you guys hope to hear comments feel free to email whatever we read them all it's true so we'll see you next podcast